I'm Jessica Denson, host of Lights On with Jessica Denson here on the Midas Touch Network. And you're watching a special series we're going to do here on Lights On featuring Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, otherwise known as CREW. Among many other things, CREW is at the center of the effort to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which disqualifies Trump from ever holding office again. I'm joined by President and CEO of CREW, Noah Bookbinder. Noah, welcome to Lights On. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, you know, Noah, over half a million people watched my interview with your chief counsel, Donald Sherman, on how and why Section 3 must be enforced against Trump. This is obviously such a vital issue in this moment in history. And since then, just a week ago, there's been so much more discussion about this as crew and others uh, prepare to bring legal action, some already have. Just bring us up to speed on the developments and kind of the growing chorus on why we must enforce Section 3. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, you know, we now have seen four uh, indictments of Donald Trump. Obviously, those are crucially important in terms of getting accountability for uh, what really was an attack on our democracy, uh, you know, an effort by a president to, to um, keep himself in power despite losing an election um, and, and other serious misconduct. And that's super important. But one thing that uh, an indictment and even a conviction doesn't do is prevent Donald Trump from running for president or from serving as president. Uh, he can be convicted and, and still serve as president. Um, but the 14th Amendment to the Constitution does prevent him from serving as president. Um, and, and not to not to repeat too much of the background that you've already gone over, but um, you know, in, in the wake of the Civil War, um, the uh, the framers of the 14th Amendment wanted to make sure that that people who tried to destroy our democracy uh, weren't then put in charge of it, and and so they. Uh, Included this language that said, "If you've um, uh, if you've sworn an oath to support the Constitution and then you engaged in insurrection, you are disqualified from uh, holding office at, at the state level or at the federal level, and that includes the presidency." Um, so, you know, it really is crucial. It it is um, it is the thing that can uh, that that can protect our democracy from this very real current threat of the same person who tried to essentially install himself as a dictator, um, you know, being put back in, into that position again. Um, and, you know, so, so that's hugely important. And I think one of the things that we've seen happen uh, over the past week or two is this went from something that a few people um, who were really focused on it uh, were talking about to something that, that um, People across the country have been talking about, and that top legal experts across the political spectrum uh, have been been coming out and um, and and affirming that that this is uh, this is real, that this actually prevents Donald Trump uh, from serving. And so you've had people like uh, esteemed former conservative judge uh, Michael Ludig, who wrote a piece with um, prominent constitutional law professor. Larry Tribe, who is a, sort of a different, generally seen as on a different place on the uh, political spectrum, uh, both of them agreeing that this applies um, and that it's a clear case. Uh, leading um, uh, legal minds like Sherilyn Eiffel um, coming out strongly in support. 
Um, and uh, you know, so I think there, there's a gathering consensus uh, around this, um, and you know, within um, you know, within coming weeks and months, I think we're going to see legal action um, in uh, you know, brought by different uh, folks, including by us at Crew, uh, to enforce this, and uh, you know, we expect this to become one of the the key legal fronts. Uh, out there for um, for responding to Donald Trump and, and, and his attacks on, on our republic. Yeah, now really is the moment, isn't it? When because as secretaries of state are preparing in the fall months to um, put individuals on those ballots for the primaries, you're hearing discussions already um, from people like uh, New Hampshire Secretary of State David Scanlon, who has asked the Attorney General there to investigate the matter. Um, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has said she's consulting with fellow secretaries of state to, quote, act in concert, because obviously it will be a very uh, strengthening move if, it, if this happens in numbers and it's not just one. Adrian Fuentes has said um, that basically he, he has encouraged people in, in the courts. He said we, they need to start swinging because I have an election to run. Um, Rad Raffensperger, on the other hand, you know, is, has, has been kind of disappointing in this regard. He said, as Georgia Secretary of State, I have been clear that voters are smart and deserve the right to decide elections. Well, that kind of um, goes against the whole purpose of Section 3, which is somebody who is disloyal to the Constitution for the same reasons of disqualification of age and citizenry should not have that opportunity, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um the I, I, we've certainly heard this argument that you know the voters ought to decide and that it's not fair to take people off of the ballot. I think there are a couple of reasons why that's not a particularly compelling argument. Um, one is that um, that uh, Donald Trump was already a candidate in an election where he was beaten and refused to. Um, to, to follow the results of that election. Uh, so the people, you know, that that, that, um, that already happened, this idea that, that, well, the people can sort it out and can vote, that happened, it didn't go well, it placed our democracy at risk to somehow think that it's going to automatically be different the next time is very short-sighted. Um, what was anti-democratic is actually not enforcing the constitution. What was anti-democratic was what Donald Trump did, which was to try to overturn the results of that last election, which would have disenfranchised uh, millions of voters who, who voted against Donald Trump and whose, whose votes would have been disregarded. Um, so it, it's, it's not in that way a particularly persuasive argument. It's also a rule that's in the Constitution. Just like you can't be 30 years old and run for president, you also can't be somebody who engaged in insurrection uh, after having sworn an oath to the Constitution and run for president, those are just the guidelines, and and you know, we just like we follow the other rules in the Constitution, we have to follow this one. It's one that that um, the framers of the Constitution uh, uh, appropriately and presciently thought would, was necessary to protect uh, the democracy. Um, so I, I think that's that's not a very persuasive argument. I think it is encouraging that a number of secretaries of state are saying that they want to hear more about this and that they want actions to be brought. Uh, I think that secretaries of state are in, in some ways, a pretty difficult position. We think the law and the facts are really 
clear and really strong that Donald Trump is disqualified. But we also get that it is a politically difficult position for any Secretary of State or any party to take. It's something that um, that that, that uh, hasn't been seen, that, with the exception of one uh, case that crew, crew brought in New Mexico last year. Um, you know, that's the only time this provision has been enforced in the past 150 years. Um, and so to go out there and and enforce it um, is, is really you know going a bit out on a, on a limb, um, particularly when you're talking about a candidate president of the United States. Um, so I think that that it will be helpful for secretaries of state um, to both, as you said, act in, in numbers, and as, as Justin Benson had said, and also potentially to see courts come in, have evidentiary hearings. Um, and and make a, a, a ruling that is clearly supported by fact and law. Yeah, well, Crew really started the ball rolling on this whole process when you filed your you issued your report in July. It of course was followed up with that um, forthcoming law review article from William Bowd and Michael Stokes Paulson, the conservative law professors, um, who then have have gotten a lot more fuel to that argument by, as you mentioned, Judge Luddig and Lawrence Tribe. Others have chimed in on the conservative side, including Asa Hutchinson in last week's debate, um, citing why Section 3 disqualifies Trump. Um, and, and just to, to you know, rebuff that, that argument that obviously people are going to make or that people are going to use as a possible defense for why, they sh uh, why it's difficult for them to do their constitutional duty here. One of the things that um, Michael Bowd and um, or William Bowd and Michael Paulson say in that article is it is wrong to shrink from observing and enforcing the Constitution's commands on the premise that doing so might be unpopular in some quarters or fuel political anger or resentment or opposition or retaliation. The Constitution is not optional and Section 3 is not an optional part of the Constitution. I mean, doesn't this really come down to, you're talking, we're talking about lawsuits and crew is obviously prepared to bring them, but shouldn't secretaries of state have, don't they have the standing and the authority and, and just actually the duty to not put Trump on the ballot in the first place? They absolutely do. Um, the, the, as, as, uh, as you said, and as Professors uh, uh, Paulson said in that, in that article, um, this, the Constitution is not optional. Um, it, the, the, you know, the Constitution is, it's not only the law of the land, it is, it is the supreme law of the land. It's, it's, it's the most sacred and important set of, of laws that we have in this country. Um, and if we start picking and choosing and saying we're just going to ignore certain parts of it, um, the, the idea of this country as a, as a, a place um, that is governed by the rule of law starts to fall away. Um, and that, that's really dangerous. And I think one of the things we saw during Donald Trump's presidency uh, was a, a general approach that, that essentially said, I am going to do what I want to do. I'm going to violate uh, rules and traditions and even laws and even the U.S. Constitution, which he violated on a regular basis in terms of the emoluments clauses of the Constitution that, that uh, said that you, know, you shouldn't have been taking money and benefits from, from foreign governments and from domestic governments, which he was doing every day of his businesses, um, you know, he kind of took the approach of, of I'm going to violate all of these and dare 
this system to enforce those laws. And in a lot of cases, either there wasn't a um, uh, there wasn't a procedure in place to do it, or or the people who could have uh, didn't necessarily have the the courage and the will to do that. There were a lot of cases where the system fell, and a lot of courts in particular really did check Donald Trump. Um, but there were a lot of cases, whether it was um, impeachment trials in the Senate um, or um, you know, other instances where uh, Congress and, and agencies could have checked him and didn't. Um, and that, that, that's, um, you know, that, that's really dangerous. And that put our system um, uh, in, in some danger. And this is a case where secretaries of state have the opportunity to stand up for the Constitution to show that the, the law of the land is going to carry the day, um, and they should do it. And, and you know, we certainly accrue, um, and I don't think we'll be the only ones, but you know, we, we are going to be there to uh, try to help um, provide uh, some, some spine to them by, by you know, getting, uh, we hope, and we trust uh, court rulings um, that will uh, you know, that will say that uh, Donald Trump is disqualified and needs to be removed from, from the ballot. Yeah, I mentioned that um, those lawsuits have already begun. Um, I want to I want to get some more specifics on the action Cruz going to take. But just for other perspective, a Florida lawyer last week named Lawrence Kaplan, a tax attorney in Palm Beach County, filed a complaint in federal court pointing to Section three. And he said um, he reached this conclusion after reading that Atlantic article that Trump is disqualified. Uh, just this week, a Michigan activist named Robert Davis uh, filed a suit to remove Trump from the ballot, asking Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson to do so. You mentioned, um, as I mentioned, you know, these secretaries of states seem to need the the courts working this through and the precedent being established um, in pretty short order. So explain to me what crew is preparing to do um, to really get this enforced before it's time for these primaries and the general election. So first of all, I, I will say that, that the secretaries of state, as a legal matter, don't need anything. They can just do it, and you know, I, and I hope that they will. Um, but as a as a practical and political matter, um, you know, we we think it's it, it's likely to be very important for there to be uh, court action to, um, to to make this happen. Um, it, it's I obviously need to be pretty careful about. Uh, the specifics of our um, kind of litigation strategy and, and litigation decisions, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay a little bit vague there. Um, but what I can say is that you know, we've been working hard um, to prepare to to uh, bring legal action um, that uh, won't, that it's going to be um, it's going to be soon, as you've said, and this fall is the time um, and. That when we do it, it's going to be with uh, a legal team and with uh, legal filings, legal documents that I think will make very, very clear right off the bat that we're serious about this. That this is not uh, this is not a symbolic um, effort. It's not an effort that is meant to to get headlines or to make a public point. Uh, it's an effort that's meant to win um, because we you know feel very strongly that this is what is required by the Constitution um, and that it, it has to um, 
somebody's got to step in and make sure that it happens. Um, and that, um, you know, where it's not necessarily clear yet that uh, others who maybe can do that are going to. So, so we're going to do our best to step into the breach uh, and uh, win some cases. And, and we hope that um, it's kind of a snowball effect from there. Absolutely. You set that press or you you did it for the first time in 150 years in that case in New Mexico, disqualifying Coy Griffin, the Cowboys for Trump insurrectionist from being able to hold office. And it is this an extreme measure? Sure as hell is. But so is Donald Trump, an extreme candidate and everything that he did as president, extreme and so many things in violation of the Constitution. If Section 3 was written for anyone, it was written for Donald Trump. That's absolutely right. I mean, the the, the uh, framers of the Fourteenth Amendment were really prescient when they they you know they realized that uh, this would happen again. That somebody who tried to uh, overturn uh, the, the constitutional system in the United States, the the, um, the the democracy in the United States, would again sometime try to put themselves back in that position. Um, and that's what happened. Uh, Donald Trump did that this is the moment for which that provision was written and even though you know thankfully it didn't happen for 150 years in this country it has happened now um and you know we uh really set out to, to prove in our, our case with Louis Griffin in New Mexico that this provision was good law and it was the law that that applied to this very moment um that case was uh successful we think it it, it was it's such a, a powerful cut precedent, um, but there's no more important uh, case now uh, than, than applying this to Donald Trump, and that unless we do that, uh, this protection for our democracy is not going to be around in a meaningful way uh, going forward for any future cases. So we, we really have to make that stand now. We have to make it successful. Absolutely. It is incumbent upon us in this moment to make sure that the Constitution is abided by and our democracy is preserved up to us right now. Thank you so much, Noah Bookbinder, for joining me on Lights On. Please check out uh, Crew's work at citizensforethics.org and subscribe to Lights On with Jessica Denson wherever you're getting your audio podcast. If you're hearing this on the audio platform, definitely come out and check us out on YouTube as well. Until next time, we'll see you on Lights On. Thank you for joining us for this special episode.